Hey, welcome to Keep Going with Arrows.to. My name's Daniel. I'm one of the co-founders of Arrows, and this is our podcast about building our SaaS company, bootstrapping it. And I'm doing that with my co-founder, Benedict. Hey. Hey, Benedict. So let's see, what, what did we do last week? It's Monday. We finally are on a Monday schedule with our podcast recording. That's pretty great. Wrap back around. It's like people who stay up too late. You just got to keep staying up late until you're back. That's what we did. That was our excuse for skipping a week uh, with the holiday. So last week, we, as mentioned, kept doing some future work. And then at the end of the last episode, we mentioned that we're part of a customer success demo day. So part of what I did last week is I reworked our... We used it basically as an excuse to rework some of the demo stuff that we have. So we had previously a demo account that wasn't super considered. It was very confusing, basically, where we had an Arrows account that we were walking people through. The Arrows account was a hypothetical situation where Slack was using Arrows and they were getting companies onboarded to Slack. And then the companies that they were onboarding were big tech companies in this hypothetical situation. And so it was just confusing hypothetical on top of confusing hypothetical. And then the action plans were this very not thought through stupid thing that I came up with where I was trying to come up with some kind of lighthearted, oh, what KPI is Slack trying to hit? And it was so stupid. Anyways. Well, it's funny because I actually never told you by the end of these like most recent demo calls, I started on calls just being like, oh, ignore the task. They're, they're just kind of cheeky. And I started <laughs> having that line every time to be like, don't, yeah. wor don't worry about the task yeah, too much. Yeah, like, don't get distracted by it. Right. And I kind of also started feeling embarrassed about it. And so this was kind of a good excuse to rework that. We moved to creating a Acme SaaS company, something super generic, obviously fake, and they're selling to uh, CPA firms. And so it was great because we could then move to these more generic company names. People weren't thinking super hard about the company names. The demo data was no longer confusing because people, when we would show them this demo, the previous demo account with Slack, they would be like, is this a Slack integration? Does this hook into Slack? And yeah. just all of this confusing stuff. <laughs> so now we have clean, a clean hypothetical Acme SaaS company, tasks that are generic enough that people can hopefully relate to and grab onto a few of them and picture their workflow going through it. And customer accounts in the app that are generic enough where you're not thinking too hard about it and your brain kind of just goes, oh yeah, that's a company, sure. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a lot better. I mean, you did a really good job on it. And the demo, so you also didn't really touch on the fact that you had to record an 18 minute demo, which uh, I think turned out really great. I think it really, it really came together. The second step of this that we haven't gotten to is you made, you know, some generators for our like data generators so we can like have a clean demo data account anytime we're running a demo. And then step right. two is we'll actually take maybe the high level structure of what you did, boil it down a little bit more quickly, or maybe we'll have a long demo and then we'll have a short demo or something, but we can now use this and record a similar demo for our own site and other places. Exactly. Right. So this one is for the CS demo day, but it lays a foundation and a structure and a general flow that we can use for live demos too. And yeah, you're right. That is the other big piece of it is now we can run a rake task to generate this data because previously we had an account on production that 
we basically just threw data into and poked at whenever we had a demo coming up. And this way we have a cleanly reproducible set of demo data that we can generate right before a demo and we'll have a nice spread of things due today, things due yesterday, that sort of thing. I have a demo this afternoon, so I'm going to try to try to use it for that. With yeah, somebody in Australia who's like calling us at like 6.30 a.m. his time or something. <laughs> so I was like, we can do a more convenient time. He was like, no, it's fine. I'm up at four anyway. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you have to get used to it. Yeah. So last week, then I spent most of my week. It's kind of a blur. I think it's one of those weeks we were talking about this before where things just expand when you give them time to expand into. And so I was dealing with some product development stuff where we're adding comments and and at like kind of a, not at mentions, but something that would serve that same function to arrows. And and I'm dealing with like the UI around all that change. We have to change our UI to support features like that going forward. And I just kept running into the little bugs or headaches or how did we structure this before? And, and just like the time just kept expanding where I probably could have figured it all out on Monday. And it wasn't until we had a call on Friday where things just kept happening and I'd get discouraged and instead of staying focused on it and pushing through, would just uh, allow myself to get distracted by something else most likely. And that it gets happens, into kind yeah. of, it happens, but we try to, we talk to ourselves and we try to remember, and you had to remind me on Friday, this is why we lean on each other. So that way that doesn't happen. Anytime you feel that like kind of cycle coming, even just getting on the call with each other for half an hour, an hour, just to talk through it. One usually unsticks us, but also reminds us like, what is that? What is it that we're actually building? And is this the best path there? And you had to shake me a little hard on Friday to get through that. I was feeling pretty like, I don't know. I'll just go figure it out and like push through kind of thing. And you were like, don't idiot, you know? So yeah, I felt bad after that, but. Well, I, I've felt bad all weekend too. Cause I was like, actually, I, I wanted to, it's funny to do this now and tell me if I should cut it out. But yeah, I meant to apologize too, because you're, you reminded me that at times I've done a similar thing to you and then that makes you feel bad. And then mm -hmm. I felt bad that because I'd done that to make you feel bad in the past that like we joke, like I'm usually unnecessarily optimistic and you're slightly more on the pessimistic side around and not pessimistic but it's more like realist where it's I'm like, oh, we can do that quickly yeah conservative yeah. yeah 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 definitely conservative in, in a lot of ways not not just this but definitely with like timelines or how we're going to structure work and i'm like no we can knock that out quickly and i'm like yeah there's probably some version where we could but it would mean we'd right. just and, have to focus solely on that sometimes the optimistic take is correct and sometimes the conservative take is correct and i think it's not bad to have be pulled in both of those directions at the same time because it forces you to realize times when maybe you are being too conservative or you are, you know, it kind of keeps that push in check. Yeah, I think the combo is really great. It's one of the things I've always appreciated about our combo, but yes. Agreed, same. Yeah, it's it's a funny, yeah, there are times where we push a little too hard. There's a times where we're a little bit too slow or too conservative mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And we should be slightly more optimistic or ambitious about mm -hmm. a, something, whatever that, you know, product development totally. or the outcome. And we, we've talked about this on Friday, like every, the last two months, our goals for sales were higher and we were a little bit too optimistic and, and was that a problem or not? And who mm -hmm. knows? Cause it actually pushed towards an interesting conversation of is setting 
a goal that is just out of reach more helpful than setting something that is more achievable and actually achieving it? And I think, I yeah, right. And I think we don't know. And it's, and, but it, it kind of enables then this kind of tricky situation where it is good to have things framed as goals where it's like, okay, we'd love to get eight new customers in a month. Right. And that is a thing that, you know, keeps you reaching and kind of moving forward aggressively. And that's good. And then, but then at the same time, that same thing can then be reframed in retrospect of, oh, we didn't get that. That means we're messing up or that means that we're doing something wrong. And, you know, is having something that forces you to reach, but then in retrospect can feel bad. Is that useful or, you know, it's kind of this double-edged sword. I think there are people who actually need that. Like they function Mm -hmm. and thrive off of that. And that's great for them. I don't think we really thrive off of the, like that eight number for somebody who really wanted to thrive off of that would probably be like 20. Whereas eight was something like, oh, maybe this is realistic for us. But what we use, and I think this will be a conversation for another day, is like we use that as a, a function for, we think eight is a realistically achievable number if this is working properly and this tactic we're trying or this thing that we're doing. And if we achieve it, that's great. Let's keep doing it. If we don't, let's reassess and mm. and change and try again. And we'll, we'll talk about that another day. But I think that's something we've done very effectively is try not to get discouraged when we don't hit a goal, but just realize that that's a moment to kind of reset the cycle and, and try something different and 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 try a new tactic. And I think that maybe does point to, again, why we're then refocusing on the feature work, the product work is because mm-hmm. we're not hitting that eight. And so what is the reason that we're not hitting that eight? And we're not seeing the current customers use it as much as you know we would hope because right. we can't in some ways. Like there right. are actual limitations of the product that prevent them from putting more activity in there or spending more time in there. Yeah, so then the the idea at least I think is hopefully after this product work then we that eight becomes more achievable and that actually unlocks that possibility. Yeah, definitely. I think you're right. I think it will definitely each thing that we push forward on will make the next thing a little bit easier. So the product stuff will make the marketing easier and then we'll do a little bit more marketing and sales work which will unlock more customers for us and we'll learn how to build the next product stuff we need to. We'll kind of have to do like a bit of a TikTok pattern back and forth. And hopefully we can get better about doing them simultaneously. But at least for right now, I think it's healthy to do this little back and forth. Agreed. But it does get into, I think the one thing we wanted to talk about was what features we're actually building right now. And we took a theme approach to work. There's a lot of features, if you focus just on the feature that we could build, but when we re- pulled ourselves back and said, what, how do we prioritize these? Or how do we think about these? we realized like the number one thing that was in the way of people using arrows more, the people who are currently using it is organizing the work around the tasks themselves inside arrows. A lot of people were having long email threads still or sending files via email, or they just didn't know where to find all the information about the onboarding process. So we, we knew we had to add comments at some point. People had asked for comments, but we needed to know why and how they would be used. Now we're adding comments and some other things around that sort of work organization theme. Right. Because part of the selling point is that all of these disparate tools and disparate sources of truth get boiled into one. And right now, without comments, it's impossible to 
poke a task or keep that conversation going around some work without reaching for email, for a Slack, for some other tool. And that is then pulling the work out of that source of truth again. Yeah, exactly. And so we have six high level themes right now that we're working towards one at a time, but we know we kind of have a loose prioritization around them. So over the next month or two, we're going to try to put a lot of those into, into practice. Maybe next week we can do kind of a deeper dive into what those different sections are and how we're approaching them and how we split them out and how we ended up there. Yeah, I think that's a good idea, uh, especially because hopefully by next week we will have launched one of them. All right, well, let's, let's end there and, and see you guys next week. Sweet. Bye.